conservative, won the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Kicking with the Crew. Uh, just want to tell everybody, sorry for the delay. Um, no, we got started pretty late here. We had a bunch of things come up last minute, um, and then finally going to get things started for you guys. But um, shout out to my guy, Trev, who's been ready. He's been waiting What's on up, us. Um, but appreciate everybody who's coming in. I'm going to get this shared around. But uh, how you doing tonight, Trev? Good, man. Hey, real quick, I want to wish a very happy Veterans Day to everyone that has served, is serving, uh, or will serve even, I guess. But just happy Veterans Day, uh, whatever branch you served. If you're watching uh, tonight and you served in any branch of the military, drop a comment. Let us know where you served, what you did, how long you were in, all of the above. Uh, I know I'm in the Army right now. Uh, our, our other host, Matt, who will be on in a little bit, he's also in the Army. So, yeah, big respect to everybody that served, man. Happy Veterans Day to all y'all, and welcome to the show. Yeah, for real. Appreciate you. Appreciate Matt for serving. Appreciate y'all. Uh, best country to live in and be a part of. Man. Yes, sir. And so uh, just appreciate y'all for serving and, and giving up y'all time and half y'all lives, you know, to protect the country. So appreciate y'all. Salute to all the vets out there, man. Now, speaking of uh, serving and everything, I know. So last year I, I spent a lot of time in uh, in Germany. We, we, we deployed over there and uh, whole thing, right? But we spent a lot of time in Germany, and of course, tomorrow that's where we're playing the Patriots. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing this international broadcast. How it's going to go? Make sure y'all set your alarms, don't sleep in, because the uh, game starts 8:30 Central Time. So it's going to be a early Colts game tomorrow. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people shouldn't be too surprised by it or, um, or or late or anything like that, just because the NFL has been doing this for quite a few weeks in a row now. Um, yeah, all the London series, and then they just had a Germany um, game the week before uh, with um, with uh, Kansas City Chiefs and yep. Miami Dolphins, um, who just played last week. So um, hopefully everybody's you know getting pretty used to it. But uh, not gonna lie, waking up that early in the morning, you know, <laughs> it's a little tough. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, I'm trying to, yeah, yeah, man, I I won't be mad about it when it's gone. Yeah. So. Uh, Shout but out to everybody out yeah. there in Germany and London, though. Y'all, it's y'all, very y'all, cool, man. Ones, y'all come out, y'all supporting, um, growing the game. You know, everybody says that um, basketball is the biggest sport in the world. You know, I'm, I love basketball, but I'm a football guy myself. So the bigger that we can get it and grow the game, um, definitely appreciate uh, all y'all um, out in uh, London and Germany and, and welcoming them, everything. Yeah, all over. I, man. It's, I, it's <laughs> like cool. the name. Like the name. <laughs> it's been cool seeing this uh, this international push from the NFL, really like just getting recognized on the global stage for the game that we all know and love in America. But man, just seeing, uh, especially countries like Germany that just would have a natural appreciation for it. I mean, they already watch rugby and everything, you know, so it's not too far separate of a sport. So it's just cool seeing it grow, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so as we start to fill in here, um, definitely appreciate everybody. Sorry for the late start. Like I said, we had some things going on. Life happens, man. And so, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get it started, man. As everybody can see here, you look at uh, Trev's name there, Kenny Moore uh, strikes twice. And you see my name, Kenny, two times. You know, 
had to go ahead and put his jersey on, man. Kenny, uh, Kenny Moore with two pick sixes of Bryce Young. That's insane. Um, let's, let's go ahead and start with that, Trev. What, what were your thoughts on Kenny Moore's game? That he man, had? I mean, you, you can't say enough about the guy. But I will say, I mean, since we drafted him, we, we've always – Attributed every every nickname to this not, guy. Not drafted, this, picked up from. Uh, are you right? You're right. Off the, he, off the he's been there so long; it feels spot. like we drafted him. Yeah, but yeah, uh, man, we we've always said you know lightning in a bottle. This guy's lightning. He's electric. He's a little energizer bunny. All the above. And sure enough, what do you know? Lightning strikes twice last week in uh, Carolina with two pick sixes. I mean, the dude is the key to our secondary. He's he's, I'll say the best best slot corner in the league. I don't think there's any debate. Uh, he's just he's him, man. That's who he is. Man, absolutely, absolutely. You love to see it. And this is a guy that a lot of Colts fans um, kind of were talking about. Should he be out of the building after last year? You know, he he, he got his contract a few years ago. I want to say about four years ago. Um, getting paid as one of the top slot corners in the league. Um, showed out. Felt like he outplayed that contract of, uh, I want to say, about $6 million on average a year due to some other contracts. And he had a down year with Gus Bradley in his first yeah. year. And a lot of Coles fans didn't like that. He was asking for more money and then played bad right after that. Too. So to see him bounce back in this fashion and be playing um, as far as statistical wise goes, any quarterback that's targeting the receiver that Kenny Moore is guarding, they're having their worst percentage yeah. of the year with that receiver or, or targeting against Kenny Moore. And then they come out and have that type of game and have two pick sixes. Two pick sixes, like Michael Pittman Jr. said it during the game. Like you lucky to get uh, yeah. uh, two to four interceptions a year, but to get two pick sixes in a game, game? <laughs> it's only been done ten times in the last uh, twenty three years. So, shout out to Kenny Moore, man. Shout out to him putting in work, um, and then shout out to uh, Alubi Segun who went out and got his first interception. We yes, had a sir. lot of uh, people get there first in this game. Eric Johnson getting his first sack. Uh, uh, Adetami Adabari getting his first sack. Hi, Matt's mom. Appreciate you coming in. What's up, Joey? What's Clark? up, Chad? Chad's Chad, always first, man. I respect Chad, always it. First. <laughs> always even, first. Even, when we, even an hour late, man, still first, man. Um, Joey, I appreciate yeah, happy, that, man. Happy better race for y'all. Y'all couldn't see me out there, but, yeah, salute. salute appreciate salute it. Appreciate to y'all. it. Um, but, yeah, man, Kenny Moore turned it up to another level, man. We needed that kind of game out of the guys, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, so let's just get to the next point real quick here. So as we got the name title of the show is Did We Overreact? So what this point came from was I, I wish Matt would have been here uh, uh, to get this show started with us because me and him kind of went back and forth a little bit about it, had a difference of opinion. Um, I do want to say Trev was one of the calmer heads on this whole situation. Try to pretty be. much what I was saying was because I was pretty pissed off about the Saints game. I won't lie to yeah. you guys. I was pissed off. I was ready to fire everybody. I was upset. Um, just thought it was a team that I felt like we should dominate just the same way we did the Carolina Panthers, and we did not. We did not look like the team that that we should be. Um, and so I was pretty upset about it, and then we come out and we play well. And I'm not overreacting to beating the Panthers. Just saying that I felt like this team – should dominate teams that they should be. And so that's where the question came from. I felt a lot of Colts fans felt the same way I did. So uh, let me hear from, from Trev on this. Did we overreact to the Colts losing to the New Orleans Saints just two weeks ago? Yeah, I think as a I think as a fan base in general, I think Colts fans are very quick to uh, overreact to things. I, I, I think we're a little bit spoiled uh, coming from the Peyton Manning era and even the, the short bit we had of the Andrew Luck era where we're just dominant all the time and just expecting – to dominate teams and we're not we're not there anymore we're not that team uh so 
naturally Colts fans are overreacted, but I do think we overreacted to the Saints loss. Uh, New Orleans is a team that they have the talent, but they hadn't put it together all year, which is why we expected to just roll over them. But obviously they put it together against us, right? They found our weaknesses, a.k.a. our cornerbacks, and they just lit them up the whole game. Uh, the reason I didn't want to jump to let's get rid of everybody, let's just trash the whole thing, is because realistically, if Juju Brintz is out there, if Jones is out there, if Isaiah Rogers doesn't gamble the season away, like there, there's so many ifs that led to that moment. But if we had a competent DB back there, who's not wearing number 39, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's it's a completely different game because every big play they had was just exploiting those dudes in the back end. And there was just nothing that we, we didn't have any answer for it. So I didn't want to overreact and say, you know, let's get rid of every player we have on the roster. Let's scrap all these contracts. Let's tear it down. And I understood that reaction because it was a frustrating loss. It's a game we should have win. I'm not, not going to get that at all, but yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to put too much into it because if Juju is healthy, if, if, if we have some more DBs out there that just, aren't traffic cones, you know, that game looks very different for us. So that's just where I was at with it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can surely feel that. And just like Chris, uh, Chris D Kaiser here saying, um, this is pretty much where I've been and what made me overreact because the whole time that we've had conversations in our group chats and, and amongst Colts fans, we've always thought this team was more talented than what we showed, especially after last year showing right. pretty much everybody wrote us off and said, huh? The Colts might win two, three games next year. And and if you've been in our group chat, I mean, I don't know what type of most Colts fans are out there because we are the cardiac Colts. So those people <laughs> panic just a lot sooner than it should be. But we we were on the, the end the, the end of the spectrum that we played down last year and we had a lot of changeover with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback that we thought ah, this team might be okay. They might be in the middle somewhere around six wins or so. But at the same time, um, we thought that we had enough talent that we seen from 2022, 2021, that we thought, or not 2022, I'm sorry, 2020 and 2021, right. we thought this team was a quarterback away the entire time. And then we come out and see what Anthony Richardson was able to do. We seen Gardner, Gardner Minshew come in and get wins. And we just thought this team was ready for the next step. We thought we were yeah, yeah. in that middle tier. Um, and then just to see – like how we were coming out against the, the Cleveland Browns, number one in every statistical category. It's the best defense the Colts might, might not Lighten score them up. all, blah, 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 blah. We killed them. Killed them on the scoreboard. But Miles Garrett tore us apart. So it was, it was kind of one of those yeah. things where it was like, God, jeez. And they, they got an assist, too. They got an assist from the Zebras, but we already yeah. talked about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I still got beef with them. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, just um, coming in against the Panthers – and then going out and showing that we can dominate the way we're supposed to. And then that goes into our next segment of people don't feel like the offense played as well because we only had 180 yards yeah. of total offense or something like that or whatever. But it was really one of those situations where it was like, you didn't really need your offense. Just, right. just run the ball, <laughs> just get clock, just get time off the Be clock. Consistent, so, man. so I was never one of the guys to sit there and overreact to the offense. Where are you feeling about that? as far as Kenny Moore and the defense had a great day, but our offense yeah, man. wasn't there. It's, it's, it's almost like we, we've said this all year, man. It's like the, the team, the entire team isn't firing on all cylinders at the same time, right? Like we, we've had wins like we did against Baltimore where it was defense. They just dominated that game. Uh, defense and special teams won us that game with Baltimore. And then we've had games like Cleveland where there was no defense, right? But the offense was lighting it up and kept us in that game. So it's, it's just like, 
you get the feeling that, man, if we could get both sides of the ball clicking on all cylinders at the same time, man, we'd, we'd be rolling. We'd be a great team. So it, it, it's encouraging to not be far away. Now, I do want to go back to uh, Chris's comment about should be six and three because I think that that is a little bit of the the just natural falling into, like, I don't want to say overreacting because it's not necessary, but, like, as you watch the season, you're like, man, I should have won that one, should have won that one. But I think if at the beginning of the season you told Colts fans, coming off of a four-win season last year, hey, man, at midseason this year, at week nine, you're going to be four and five, and you're going to be in every game with a chance to win it. I think every Colts fan would have taken that. Like, So it's 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 important to have that perspective of like, yes, we're frustrated, we're not getting it done, but at the same time, we're in a process, right? We're a young team. Most of these guys playing do not have a ton of experience playing, and especially not with each other. Like hardly anyone has experience playing with each other, right? Because we change quarterbacks every freaking year and then in season. So I don't know, man. It's it's easy to get caught up in it when we're so competitive and we're in every game. But let's just remember it's a young team. It's still building. So everyone's a blessing, really. We're already at our win total of last year. So it's encouraging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to love to see it. Um, uh, Nathan is saying here, do you know if Tony Brown will play? I believe he was in concussion protocol as of last week. So I don't know if you're asking because of his play um, the week before that or from the concussion, but not exactly sure. I know no, um, only two players have uh, had a concussion and come back to play the next week. So we'll see how that goes. The, the question um, is, does it make a difference if he plays? I mean, he's a good special teamer, so I'd love to yeah. have him there. Um, Nathan also says, finally, the offensive line is healthy for the first time since I can't remember that week. Yeah, I believe that was like week two. <laughs> so, yeah. um Braden's yeah. been in and out yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to good to get him back. Uh what's up, Christina? Appreciate you coming in. Now O-line has played well despite those injuries, though, man. Uh freaking Will Fries has stepped up greatly. Uh our, our rookie, yeah, Freeland, thank you. He's played really well against all-star freaking defensive end. So yeah, we, we we've weathered the storm while Smith has been injured. Shout out to that boy Will Fries because we were yeah. hard on him all summer. I mean up until uh Rams week we finally gave that boy some love. So he's been um, yeah he's been he's shout been out to Will Fries. He's been playing. Uh Dave Stewart just said we eliminated the short fields by not turning it over. That made it much easier for the D the high yeah. turnover games caused the D to look terrible. Absolutely agree. I mean, some of that was still on defense. You know, you do want to stop some people, but totally agree. When you're forever on a short field, you're not going to play well. I mean, if you can, I mean, shout out to your defense. You're you're yeah. elite top of the line, but there's only five of those that are going to be that high. And then everyone after that, it's just kind of six through ten because they have to be higher than someone else. Um so, yeah, playing on those short frills is going to be tough to sit there and stop people all day, and then you get exhausted as you, as it goes on. So it's not right. something where you don't ever get fatigued. This isn't Madden where you can just try and keep flipping the field. Players actually get tired out yeah. there. So it's and, not and, something you keep playing on. And we've been saying it all year too, man. When we don't turn the ball over, we're a great freaking team. When we turn it over, we lose. Like, it, it is it – is, Clear as day. When we don't turn the ball over, we have won every game. When we have a turnover, we lose every game. So it it couldn't be more clear, man. Uh, I, I agree completely. Seeing those two turnovers from Kenny Moore was fantastic. And seeing zero turnovers from Gardner Minshew was even better almost. So, yeah, it, it was a great day last week. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, our only turnover was the uh, fumble, the muff punt by Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, that, yeah. Was our, that was our only one. 
and I don't even believe they cost that cost us. I think they went three and out right after that. So scary um, so, too, man. As soon as you see them off the point, you're like, man, here we go again. Like I, I almost turned the game off there. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched that. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I texted the group chat. I was like, I don't know if I could do it another week, man. Yeah, dude. I tell you, like when I watch other punt returners go for different teams, I mean, and I watch them return punts, I'm kind of just like Okay, he's gonna catch it or whatever. It might might yeah. be a fumble. When it's my team punt returning, I'm like, please don't drop it. Please don't drop it. Please don't drop. It. Okay, he Slide got it, it secured. That's it. He he <laughs> got it. He got it secured. Okay, cool. Like he's just. I just never want a special teams turnover. Like it's yeah. like something about no, my, the worst, my team. being on special teams and going out and see them um, have to perform. But yeah, as McKenzie's been giving us heart attacks since preseason. Uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, all the all the criticism that Alec Pierce has received, maybe we uh, shift fire a little bit, and uh, maybe Isaiah McKenzie needs some of that criticism, man. He's a, I mean, he hasn't been great for us. I, I, I can put it lightly like that, but, man, I haven't been super impressed. Yeah, Chris is asking the same question. Can anyone else, ret- uh, Chris Kaiser is asking, can anyone else return besides McKenzie? So, yeah, Tony Brown is actually one of those guys that can return. Um, Dallas Flowers was also one of those guys. Um, who else did we have back there that could return? I'm not too sure after that. Honestly, I, th- uh, I think it anyone. Was a, it was Flowers, but Flowers had the 22 yeah. lead, so I'm not sure yeah. who else was there. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know much about Isaiah McKenzie. I don't know if he's been like if he was a, a return specialist in Buffalo or not, or just in his past at all. Uh, but obviously, he hasn't made like any highlights or anything for us there. Uh, be that what it may, but I, I think just in general with your with your return guys, anyone that would go on the hand steam that uh, has a little burn to their speed that can actually you know blow by guys, send it. You know, <laughs> as long as they're not going to drop the freaking ball, send it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure at that point they just have a guy out there that they knew that can secure the ball. I don't think it'd be trying to make returns at that point, but uh, I'm not sure who who's on the depth chart after um, McKenzie there. So it would it would be nice though to uh to add a guy that's just a return specialist. You know, I I mean the teams that have those always end up having lethal returns for touchdowns and everything in the punt and uh, touchdown. Naheem Hines used to be that for us uh so it'd be nice to have a guy like that back there again yeah it's tough though because it's tough to have a return specialist these days when you can just fair catch and get the ball to yeah the yeah the rules don't really um, favor it so mm. not a fan of that by the way <laughs> yeah yeah so um so yeah it looks like we got some comments in there no it's just about josh downs uh really let, let him rest and get healthy uh all right well all right, so outside of the, the defense, you know, being strong and strong, uh, staying strong to that, and then the offense kind of just moving the game, uh, um, moving the ball along, you know, keeping keep, keeping turnovers down and just moving it along. Uh, what else What else did you take away from that game versus Carolina? Man, we definitely struggled to get the run game going a little bit, which was uncharacteristic for us. But I, I don't know if it was just something that, you know, maybe Reich, uh, for as, as much grief as we give him, uh, he, he does have experience with Jonathan Taylor and, and this O-line, so maybe maybe he had some things schemed up for us uh, defensively. It sure seemed like they, they kind of knew where we were going in the run game at least. We didn't break any big ones. Uh, I believe Taylor was averaging like 2.9, 3. Like, it, it wasn't his regular you know explosive numbers. 
but it, it wasn't like a huge red flag for us. It was just kind of like, man, I thought we'd get that going a little bit more against a really bad team, and we just didn't. So that, that was a little bit concerning for me, but I expect to bounce back tomorrow with that aspect. Yeah, I, I personally didn't take too much away from that just because I knew for a fact that it was like Carolina was like, we're going to do exactly what gets a, uh, doesn't or gets us killed each week, and that was to stop the run and then to run the ball. So they tried to yeah. flip it. Frank Wright tried to, you know, use what usually works against them on us. And so um, I feel like that's kind of what that was. They were crowding the box a lot. It, it just wasn't really too much that they tried to do. They tried to put all their eggs in one basket. And, and hey, it kind of worked for them. You know, we – For a little um, bit. Shane Steichen didn't want to force Gardner Minshew in a passing situations. He didn't really feel the need to be aggressive. Um I did want to say that uh, one of the biggest ways uh, things I took away from this game was that the fact that it didn't come from our team. Um, it came from our former head coach, Frank Wright over there. They are really struggling. Um, uh, he had a presser that just, it just, I'd feel terrible to be on the opposite end of that. And we had to see some of that towards the end yeah. um, here when it started to come down. So uh, I, I think that was my biggest takeaway from that one. Um you, but, uh, you you almost feel bad for the guy. I mean, I we, we yeah. I think we all were pretty unanimous when he got fired. Is like, man, he's a good guy. He's a good leader, but he's lost the locker room. Obviously, he's not a great play caller. So it was time for a change for us. Uh, I I was hoping he'd have a little bit more success in Carolina, but man, it's it's almost depressing watching him uh just bundle it every week. <laughs> Man, for real. So that, that, I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. Obviously, Kenny Moore getting the two pick sixes defense was just firing on all cylinders. That's the whole I game just, right there. I just more so felt like this game was more so get right for us. You know, go yeah. be the team you should be. That was my biggest takeaway from it. Um, you, we got you got some. Yeah, I, well, I was just going to tie into that. Uh, I think tomorrow is a, an even bigger bounce back of, hey, let's bounce back to 500 because this is another team. And we'll get more into it later, but just, this just is another, another team that's down on their luck. Terrible offense. Another. You know what I mean? Like everything lines up for us there. But 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 anyways, uh, Joshua says definitely best part of the week. Love the show. Try to catch you guys every week. Keep it up. Hey, Josh, we really appreciate that, man. Thank you, Appreciate bro. you. Appreciate you for real, Josh. Appreciate all of you guys who come through to see us every week. Uh, Dave Stewart is saying third and yes, long dude. on D is the worst for us. Third and short, we give it too much ground, and it seems like the opponent's offense converts too often. Dude, um, I, I've been screaming that. Like, I am never comfortable with a third and long. I don't know what it is, but we just constantly – it's 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 that middle of the field every time. Like, I don't know why there's – if we're going to drop into zone coverage, why the mic isn't there, but no one's there. Like, the middle of the field is just wide open on third and seven, third and eight, and they just – they, they get an easy curl right there every time. It, it, it kills me. Yeah. It's one of those uh, situations where, like, if you look at it statistically, when you go from – so if you're at a third and seven or longer, it makes your chances so much harder. When you were in a third and four or shorter, your percentages of completing a third down are like 70%, something like that. So it's just one of those things where you really just don't want to be third and long, and that's where we got stuck a lot. Um, in the past, I didn't really pay attention too much in the Carolina game just because it looked like we had dominated so much on offense. Um, I mean, on defense, so it just wasn't really one of those things that I watched too much. But uh, 
yeah, you definitely don't want to be in third and long in that gray area. Is kind of that third and five, third and six area. So anything after that, that's when you. Well, and and that's that's what's killer for us too, man. Is that like shout out to my cousin? Appreciate you. <laughs> a little late today, man, but we're here. We're here. That, that's what's killer about it is because we're, we're we're not getting them on offense, and then we're giving them up on defense. So I <laughs> I think that's a huge part of why we're under five hundred right now. But anyway. Uh, Chris Kaiser says, will Frank make it to week 17? Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, probably shouldn't. But you come to the question of, like, with a rookie quarterback who's supposed to be a franchise guy moving forward, do you want to throw him in that turmoil in his first year, switching head coaches and everything? So I think at this point in the season, you've already accepted you're not making a playoff run, right? So there is the possibility that they just see it out and then make the switch in the offseason. But, yeah, I I absolutely think Frank is – not going to be coaching the Carolina Panthers next year, and they're crazy if they run it back with them. Yeah, I um, I personally don't think he will be just because Tepper. I mean, he's already meeting with the guy after every game. I mean, if you got to meet with your owner after every game to talk yeah. about what could be done better, I mean, <laughs> fighting for your life every week. Yeah, that's just a stressful life, and I think Tepper is kind of regretting the hire that he made in the first place, letting Steve Wilkes walk out of the building after they went on like a five-game winning streak yeah. or something like that. Uh, got close to making the playoffs, so um, yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. Uh, I I don't want to crap on Frank too much. I already know he got it tough. He's a great guy, but just. Uh, just head coach, just not the fit for him, man. It's, he should have. I wish he would have pulled the Doug Peterson route and just took a year off and really go work on what he should get better on and whatnot. And he's already gave up play calling duties this year, so just a lot going in, in, a, in a bad way for him. So, yeah, I, unfortunately for him, it's it's a result based business. So the fact of the matter is, he has one win on the season, so <laughs> it's not a good look. He ain't gonna make it long like that. Dave says, living in Buffalo, he's really like great guy, just might be hit his level. Uh, I think he's saying his, his max level is an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the case, man. But even then, like, his play calling has not been uh, <laughs> good at all. So, but I'm glad I'm glad you guys like him up in Buffalo, man. He, he was a good quarterback for y'all for a little bit. So, yeah. Bill Belichick won't be back next year with Patriots. I, that is I the rumor swirling. I, right? hate, I hate this so much, dude. I hate this so much. I, I tell you, like, I got so much hate for the Patriots, but the fact that, like, like people want to just fire a Hall of Fame coach, like a six-time Super Bowl champion, like this dude, like, he should at least have two 0-17 <laughs> seasons under his belt yeah. before he's like, like, hey, fire him, can him, get him out of the building. <laughs> like, you can't, like. There's can't, no grace period. Yeah, bro, like, you can't possibly think that you were just going to keep going on runs like after Brady left and and they some did, of the players though. started getting changed out they didn't know they made No, I mean they they time. thought that is what I mean. Oh they, yeah, they oh yeah, that. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't see what would give you that expectation every run comes to an end where you have to start over and rebuild and you're just going to be bad for a little bit. Like everything goes through it. It's just crazy to think that that, that that's what I have no idea, but I just think the fact that they just ready to jump off yeah. Bill Belichick like that. I mean, obviously the Patriots are in that kind of mode where you want to rebuild and stuff like that, but like just to be like, all right, let's kick him out and go do something else. Like at least give him Brad Stevens route, force him to go be the GM, hire a new coach, and start yeah. over that way or something. Yeah. And then if you want to let him go from GM or something, just let him slowly walk away. But as much as I hate the Patriots, I hate to see this for Bill Belichick. 
Belichick. I, yeah. I think I think I think he deserves to go out with more grace than this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. However, I will say, if some of these rumors <laughs> that I read on Twitter are true, or X, sorry, are true about uh, if the Colts beat the Patriots tomorrow, they might fire Bill Belichick. <laughs> Man, that would uh, that'd be pretty pull. Pretty uh, full circle for most Colts fans, right? Of uh, getting beat by this guy for years and years, and we finally send him packing. So I, I, I would take it. I'd be happy to see it. I mean, as a football fan, yeah, I think they're being a little crazy. They think they, they need to give Bill a little bit more time. But uh, as a Colts fan, to hell with him. Get him out of here. Yeah, look, Davis saying would like to see what our third down defensive numbers are. I'm uh, trying to find some numbers on here. It looks like we rank um, NFL team opponent third down conversion percentage. So it looks like right now, um, this year, we are sitting at 13th overall, uh, 37.88% on third down. The last three games have been 3864 um, and it looks like our last game, so against the Panthers, was uh, 43%. Yeah. And it looks like we're um, – <clears throat> so, yeah, sitting at, sitting about 13th on their conversion rate. Can't really get all of those numbers. Try to just get something for you real quick that I can get. That's from teamrankings.com. Um, so just pretty, check pretty, out that one. Yeah, pretty average in that uh, in that avenue. I, I honestly, I expected worse because just watching as a fan, it feels like feels like we give him up all the time, you know. But I guess what the numbers reflect is we're we're just pretty average there. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually pretty good. Um, looks like the New York Jets are lock at number one on defense, but uh, their stats are lacked on stat views. You got to pay for those, and I ain't paying for those. I hell no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Looks like we're not doing too terrible, um, but Dave, if you go back and think about it, if you think about all the the downs that we've played, the Colts have been on a lot of short fields for the yeah. third down. So um, that is true. But uh, yeah, my cousin is coming in here. CJ Lou, uh, Llewellyn is saying, um, "I know this is a Colts thing, but I think we got hope with Dobbs, man. Shout out to that boy Dobbs, man. You know, you know, he's uh, a beast." I'll be messing with you and hating on your Vikings. You know, we'd be going at it and whatnot. But um, for real, shout out to that boy, Dobbs, man. I hope y'all get that boy Jettas back. Y'all need to trade him this way to Indianapolis. But uh, yeah. I think I think when, when Jettas come back, y'all got some 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 real – y'all do got a little bit of hope. You know, he made it work. Obviously, that's against the Atlanta Falcons, so it's not, <laughs> not really all that great. Um, but, again, an NFL win is an NFL win. So, yeah. um Dob was doing very well for Arizona in the first place, and their roster definitely ain't y'all roster. So, um, yeah, shout out to that boy Dobbs. I hope he keep grinding because uh, it's good to see somebody like him get some wins, man. What a guy. <laughs> Dave is saying post game, you can see Jim really wanted to win. Hey, if you think about it, right? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Trev go on, uh, after this real quick. But if you think back and remember um, when we. Lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. He had to watch Nick Sirianni walk around the Colts stadium and say, this is for Frank Wright. Yeah. So you could tell how Jim was feeling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, man, if I ever see somebody dancing like Jim was dancing in the locker room to freaking Meek Mill dreams and nightmares, I mean, I love the guy, but 
That, that's a roast on site. I, I can't let that slide. I, I got I got to get on your ass for that. That's that was something. But you know what? I'm glad he's happy for the team, man. I'm glad he's feeling pumped up. Not trying to fire anybody. So let's go, Jim. Man, um, I hate the bill or Davidson. I hate the bill. So I hope the bills last long enough this year again to beat their ass. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Man, I hope all Bills, the teams lose. So it <laughs> the Bills, that's an ugly one, man. That window, that window shut down real quick, man. Uh, I was, I mean, I don't want to say it's officially done, but man, that window. That Not window as sharp right. this year, that's for sure. What else we got? Uh, let me see. Say uh Josh was saying, would you guys like to have the bye week earlier or later, like it's been the last couple of years? So um as a fan, I think about week. Seven through nine is a yeah. good buy, but just listening. So, uh, uh, shout out to to um, Zaire Franklin and uh, the show called The Trenches. I don't know if any of you Colts fans have followed it, but it's on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, and stuff like that, wherever you get your podcast or YouTube. Um, they do their weekly show, Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, um, Zaire Franklin's line brother. I'm forgetting his name right now, so apologize to him. Um, and uh, they do have another uh, lady on the show that used to work for the Colts as well as part of the um, social media team. Um, but, yeah, they, he says that they like the late buy because basically if you think about it, like when the, like, I mean, the late buy just helps when you go on midway through the season. And, you know, yeah. you're looking down the line for like when your buy is coming. But at the same time, you kind of like, dang, can it hurry up? You know, but uh, I think it's good for, for some teams because it's like. Like, if you look at, like, the 49ers, where you start on a roll and everybody's calling you the best team in the NFL, and then, boom, you get injury, 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 and then yeah. you go on a bye week, you know, and you go on an 0-3 losing streak. You kind of need a bye to wake up. Then you look at, like, the Bengals, where you start out and you guys are already hurt, and you need a bye week just to get some rest. But then you come back from your bye, and Jamar, Jamar Chase got a back injury. So, um, if I'm talking from fan-wise – I think early buy is better just because we get more Colts football. You know, we don't have to worry about the bye week yeah. anymore. Um, but for the players, I'm, I'm going to guess for them about mid to later is better. Yeah, I, I think we got the perfect time, man. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's right after this uh, Patriots game is the bye week, right? Uh, yes, we chose to do it uh, yeah. that week. So if you um, think back when the uh, Jaguars were coming back from London – they chose, chose not, not to take their buy and beat our ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah they knew what they were doing. God damn it! But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I I think we got it right, especially coming off of international travel. It just works out. But the the timing of it, I think is perfect, man. It, ideally, right, if we can go five and five, be five hundred going into the bye week. From that point on, you have seven games left. You know, try to run the table, try like whatever you got to do. You have that long period from. Monday, Monday morning, all the way through that following week to get right, get healthy, rest a little bit, practice, self-evaluate, whatever you got to do to make that push to the playoffs, right? So I think anywhere from, like you were saying, week seven to week 10, but I'd push it even further, like week nine to week 11 or 12. I don't know when they're when they're allowed to, like when, when the furthest back is they can push it. But yeah, I'd like it in that mid-season to almost late season uh, kind of in November range because that's that's just the perfect time to get ready for a playoff push. So yeah, I think we got it great this year. I, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I'm not 100% on the, the timeline for the bye weeks, but I think it has to be by uh, week 13. That makes say. sense. Yeah, I think yeah. it has to be before like the five. That's a late bye week if you wait till week thirteen, man. That that I mean you damn near you damn near waiting for the playoffs. Like yeah, <laughs> that, that might be a little too late. <laughs> you better be a number one seed if you gotta buy that late. And yeah, th- this too, man, because I, I would hate to put it that late and then you know you take that time to kind of rest and recuperate, and then all of a sudden you got what four games left until you go to the playoffs. So that that's almost just like jumping back into it too much. So I, I think we got it perfect, man. Hopefully go in uh, after 10 games at 500, if not, you know, two games off of it. But I don't even want to think about that. But, uh, yeah, that, that's perfect timing. I'll take that by week 10 times out of 10. For sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those things where I used to not like it, but I'm like, no, I'm like, okay, I can do it. Yeah. Ooh, that's especially, especially with the amount of injuries we have. Yeah, Dave, Dave hit the no. nail on the head here. Bye will help with the injuries we have. Yeah, man. Like we we just we can't stay healthy, especially with freaking concussions, man. So many guys have got concussions this year. It's crazy, especially with the NFL putting the spotlight on concussions. Uh now you wonder how many of those are legit concussions and how many of those are trainers being uh, you know, overly cautious with it. But either way, if it's listed as a concussion, I, it just feels like a, a crazy amount this year. Um but yeah, man, ho- hopefully we can get everybody healthy for this uh late season playoff push as long as we're still in the picture. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely need that bye week. I'm glad to see that it's coming um, real quick. I'm also happy that um, that um, the Patriots don't have Matt Judon, so uh, we can actually start getting ready to head that way into that matchup with the New England Patriots. So yeah, man. definitely happy for the bye week. Um, definitely happy to kind of get some of these injuries to, to relax and whatnot, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, which, let, let's go ahead and get it started. Uh, what you looking forward to, Trev? And then in, in the old rivalry between the Colts and the Patriots. Yeah, man, I mean, I, I didn't know uh, Judon wasn't slated to play, so that's that's huge for us. Uh, he's, I mean, on, he's on IR with a torn bicep, I believe. That happened in like in like week like five or something like that. I didn't know that. Didn't, I mean, obviously, you, you never wish injury on anybody, but not having a game plan for Judon is, is a headache relieved, you know, because that, that dude's an absolute monster. Uh, but man, I just I want to see the offense lighted up, obviously. But more than anything, th- this offense, this New England offense that we're facing, has not got anything done this year, right? They've been a mess, just like last year. They were a mess. Uh, there, there's questions about is Mac Jones even an NFL caliber quarterback? Is he going to be somebody's backup? So on and so forth. More than anything, I want to be the team that kicks somebody while they're down. I, I don't. I don't live that way as a person, but <laughs> as a football team, I want to kick them while they're down. I want Kenny Moore to get two more pick sixes. I want to strip sack this guy all day. Like I, I just want to, to overload that issue that they're having and just blow them up, man. Uh, I don't see any real threats that they have. Of course, we said the same thing before, and it blew up in our face. So I, I, I'm. I'm not going into this game overconfident because. Everyone believes the coach should win this game. We believe the coach should win this game. The Patriots have nothing encouraging going for them, which means it's a trap game. So I, I'm not. Well, they got that top game. draft pick going for them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, and and as as a team that's still trying to fight for something, you hope they're already out in their season and they're just playing for the draft pick because then we can just roll them over. But uh, I, I don't think players ever go that way. So. It's, it's always going to be a fight, man. But, yeah, I fully expect to just roll over this team. I really want to see the run game get back on track after last week so we don't have to worry about anything in that aspect. How about you, DeMarco? Yeah, man. Um, 
Yeah, just like Trev just said, I mean, typically, I mean, depending on what kind of team, where we're at, what the kind of matchup is, and obviously we're like a mid-tier team as well. So um, this is one of those games where I'd like to see a team down. And then the fact that it's the New England Patriots, I yeah. really want – I want you down bad. Yeah. Like, I hope – I hope you got nothing. We need going some payback, all right? I, 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 I wish you didn't even have the top draft pick going for you. You're just at that middle part where you're just like, do we win or do we want to lose? Like that way, yeah. you just you can question what the players are even doing on the field, you know. Like, but um, um, just seeing that as New England, you know, our our old rivalry because I don't even want to call it a rivalry nah. anymore. It was barely a rivalry when it was one, but um. Um, so yes, the fact that it's the Patriots and they're down, I want to keep kicking them out of down. I, I keep kicking. I want you to stay down. Man. You can, you can, you can sit there until you forget about the six Super Bowl rings, and then you can start <laughs> back over. For all I care about New England, um, but uh, yeah, just like Trev said, um, I, I was going to say the running game, but obviously, I think that's going to be something that Bill Belichick is going to try and take away. Um, yeah. I think he he always likes to show you what you aren't necessarily good at. A touchdown Gators. We needed that. Oh. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, so for those Trev, of y'all that Trev, don't know, Trev, Trev is an LSU. Uh, we got we ongoing rivalry right here. I, yeah. And I'm a Gator fan. I told Trev if they blow us out, we ain't friends no more. So <laughs> um, shout out to the Gators for keeping this thing close because I the didn't game. think it was going to be very close at all. The game in um, the third. But um, yeah, I just think Bill Belichick is going to come in. He's going to want to specifically stop the run. Play man to man, make Gardner Minshew beat us with his arm. So I, I, I think that's what we'll be looking forward to um, in this matchup. But just like you said, I'd love to see us establish that run and get back to it. I don't know if we're going to be able to be able to get that going. So I hope we can. But that's what yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to there. And this is this is something I worry about too. I mentioned trap game earlier. So Nathan and Dave both comment. J.C. Jackson didn't make the trip with the Patriots, uh, and He's then Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, and then Christian Gonzalez is out as well. So, like, two of their, their starting corners or top corners, however you want to look at them, not in the game. So, as a casual fan, your mind immediately goes, oh, well, the wide receiver should have a big day. However, I don't give a damn what their record is. The New England Patriots are coached by Bill Belichick, who might be Absolutely. the greatest defensive mind who's ever coached a football game. All right? Thank so you, you not, play left-handed. Yeah, so there, there's not a moment where I'm looking at this game going, oh, well, so-and-so is out and so-and-so is out. So, obviously, Pittman's going to have 150. Downs is going to have two touchdowns. Like, I, that, that's not how I'm looking at this. I am fully concerned about what they're going to throw at us defensively. Again, not really worried about their offense so much. We just have to play well enough that we're not letting them just drive down the field. But that's been a problem for us all year. Uh, so hopefully that's been addressed. But that's that's an us thing. What I'm worried about is what they can do defensively, even without their their guys out there, Judon, Gonzalez, Jackson. I understand they're not out there. It's still Bill Belichick. And I'm sure if anyone is hearing all this shit that they're saying about him, it's Bill Belichick. And what would be the most Bill thing to do but say, oh, you motherfuckers want to talk about me? All right, cool. I'm going to make sure this offense doesn't get a yard on us. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about it. I think we still win this game. I don't think it's a blowout. Uh, Trev, I got bad news for you, bro. Y'all just fumbled the kick return, dog. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I don't even have the <laughs> oh, game up. I don't even have the game up, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so just like Trev said, I, I, I hate to – you know, call this like one of those games where it's like, 
oh, New England was was weak or whatever, um, just like kind of how we did with New Orleans or maybe uh, how I figured the Cleveland Browns would be um, just because of how bad their offense would be. But I personally think this is one of those games where I think that we can take advantage. Um, I think like like this is this is kind of just how I see that Cleveland game. Obviously, you got Bill Belichick and he's one of the best game planners that you've ever really seen or have played against. But he doesn't have the talent. No, it's, it's just the players just aren't there. So unless we make somebody look better than what they should be, um, they don't have a Miles Garrett. So this this I, I don't think we should give them the light of day. I think this should be one of those games, you know, players might be a little rusty. We're traveling to Germany, so hopefully that doesn't mess with them at all. But this is one of those games where I think that Steichen can take advantage, just like he did with Cleveland. And we play one hell of a game. like yeah. And like I said, they don't have a Miles Garrett to tear the game apart on us. So I think this should be one of those games like we played against the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Like Mac Jones, we've played against him before. Um and he had a, a decent game, but we picked him off. We were able to get to him, get some sacks and stuff like that. Um, so it was just one of those situations that I really think that we should be able to take advantage of um, and really be able to dominate this team. Um, I do want to say here real quick, because I know we were getting into this this matchup real big. Uh, Joshua was saying, I can't wait for uh, us to get Jelani Woods back. Um, yeah, Damon, Damon is one of the guys that's not really feeling this comment here. Uh, I know he's not here to personally speak on it right now, but – um, he thinks that it's got to be something at some point where we get this guy back, or it might have been Matt, one of them. I, I think it was Matt or Damon, one of the just like we we need to get the guy. Um, but just like Trev said, um, JC Jackson being out, he hasn't been playing well. Like if you if you look at <laughs> ever since he got paid, like if you go check the Coles podcast, oh uh, Rick Venturi, like he was he hit what he was about to say before he even started his game plan to beat New England is literally his first comment or about to be was target jc jackson like that's how bad he's been playing Damn, so i don't know that uh, yeah so um the jc jackson not playing is actually something that doesn't really benefit <laughs> us too well um but gonzalez is out and so like i said like this team they i mean I, i'm not gonna sit here and break down everybody like i haven't got a chance to watch film this week they don't but i just know that they don't have a ton of talent right now um, this is one of those games that we should be able to take advantage of. And Bill Belichick just doesn't have the players that he had in the past. And so this is really one of those games that I think we need to take advantage of. I, I think really like what worries me is our Colts for the past few years have been notorious for just playing to the level of competition that's in front of us. We play a great team like like the Kansas City Chiefs last year, and we beat them for no reason, right? <laughs> but then we play a, a, a terrible team <laughs> And we play down to their level more often than not. So it's it's one of those things where it's just like you never know what to expect from the cardiac Colts. And just th this team being what it is, uh, Bill Belichick being who he is, and just the nature of the whole thing, there, there's too much noise around it for me to say, yeah, I think we just rolled this team over. Uh, just because I think way too many people are just, yeah, Patriots are dead. Bill Belichick's out of there. He's going to get fired, so on and so forth. It's way too many, like, nodding heads and everyone agreeing with each other that, that i just i don't believe it I, maybe i'm just being superstitious god damn <laughs> maybe i was being superstitious but uh I, I i don't have this as a blowout i think the colts win but i think it's like 21 17 something like that i'll give us a little more credit i, th I think we can score on them a little bit more than that but uh yeah just 
I, I don't see a blowout. It's 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 an echo chamber of all this. The Patriots suck, and I understand they suck, but too many people are saying they suck. So now I'm worried about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, jump through these through real quick. So it looks like uh, Brandon Gooden saying here Taylor's gonna have going to have a big day. Hope so. Um, Nathan is asking, will Downs even play? Uh, Dave Stewart is saying nobody we play is a gimme. Um, but if we I'm play saying, well, don't man. turn a ball over, we should win. And Chris is saying 28 to 10 is his prediction. I like it. I'm assuming Colts. Um, so, yeah, first of all, uh, Brandon, appreciate you coming in. I, I haven't seen your name in here before. So, if you are a new commenter, uh, appreciate you coming in. If not, welcome back. Thank you, bro. Um, either way, thank you. Um, but that was also what Trev is saying. I think we definitely need to get the running game going. If not him having a big day, um, then both uh, Taylor and Moss yeah. splitting for a big day. One way or another, make sure that running game is moving. Um, Nathan saying, will Downs even play? I'm not sure. He's. I think he's a true game time decision, just like Zaire Franklin was last week. Zaire Franklin was limited practice limited practice on Thursday and a full practice on Friday. Um, so I'm assuming he will play. And then Dave, totally agree there. Nobody is a gimme, but I mean, at, at this point in time, like what we can say about this Colts team is they're the only team in the NFL that have scored 20 plus points in every single week this season, every single week. Yeah. We scored a total of 20 plus points only uh, three times in, in, in 17 games last year. Yeah. So it's just like this is a different team, and if we come to play, if we come to play our ball, this t- the, the game that this team can play, like we haven't had one complete game this season. If we can manage to pull one complete game, this would be that score that that uh, right. Chris is saying down here at the bottom, twenty eight to ten in dominant fashion, and it won't be two Kenny Moore pick sixes. It'll just be holding the team down, um, and, and and just you know. Like I said, keeping them down, maybe a panic score at the end just to give them 10. Um, and, and we look like a team that that's well on our way to being in this playoff conversation. Yeah. And I mean, you want to talk about the impact of a coaching hire. That, that stat that you brought up is all you need, man. We, we couldn't score to save our lives last year. And this year, without our starting quarterback, uh, without Jonathan Taylor through the first few weeks, uh, with O-line injuries, wide receiver injuries, tight end injuries, and this team is the only offense – that's putting up 20 every week. Now, granted, like Dave says here, last week it took two picks six for 20. It was not the offense, so it's kind of ironic. But also that was the first week through nine games that we've seen the offense not just kind of do whatever they want. Uh, so th- th- this is why we talked about we need to see the run game get going. Uh, we, we, we need to see – we just need to not be concerned basically because last week it was a little bit of like, hey, man, why can't we just – run the ball against these guys. Why can't we throw all over them? They're a terrible team. We should be able to do what we want. And we couldn't really do that on offense. We kind of just managed the game. It was kind of a boring game offensively, if, if we're being real. So that's why this week we really want to see a return to form, uh, just light them up offensively. So hopefully we can do that, man. Yeah, yeah. Dave, I totally get where you're coming from. But at the same time, it's like when you don't really need your offense, you're not necessarily saying you have to, you know, go get it. You know, like, like Shane had even spoke about it. He was like, the defense was carrying the whole game. So he didn't feel the need to be aggressive, you know, and try and take those kind of plays um, and, and, and try and force a score or anything like that with the chance of mistakes. Cause when you have to play aggressive, that's when you're most likely going to make your mistakes. Um, And so I don't want to totally dismiss your point. Oh my God. Jaden Daniels going again. 
wow. He's a freak, man. He's not human. Um, He's not human. um, So, yeah, uh, I do want to say I'm not trying to totally dismiss your point, Dave, because I know Matt was on the same side that you're saying. He's saying that that, uh, he did say that that part of the offense did worry him because he still wants to see some aggressive to be able to put a team like a Carolina away offensively, you know, put up some points, just let them know like this game is over. So I'm not totally trying to dismiss your point, but I just, I just see it as like, they didn't really see a need to put any more aggression to it and just kind of run the ball out and get this game put away. Well, and and I I can appreciate too, if Shane had, I I didn't hear that uh, conference. I don't, I don't usually listen to all those, but I, I can appreciate that having a coach that has kind of a sense for the game like that, because understanding that if we go too aggressive, Gardner's going to play a little bit of hero ball. And when Gardner plays hero ball, he usually has a turnover. He's a solid quarterback. And we've said this every week. He is a solid quarterback when he just lets the game come to him, takes what the defense gives him. That's where he's at his best. When he goes and tries to extend plays and tries to make up a homes like play turnover 75% of the time. So <laughs> I, I I don't I don't hate that. I can appreciate that having a, having a sense for the game. I just like to see us put up those points offensively again. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. Which I think we'll we'll get back. Unless to you this back league. up, baby. Yeah, man, they got us. That boy Jaden Daniels ran right through us. Um, Brittany Grismore saying here, run the damn ball. Period. Uh, we got a complete O line back for the first time in forever, so just you also use them. Um, yeah, agree. I think we all want to see this this running game get back to what it was uh, versus. Um, I forgot exactly which team it was, but I remember it was we had about twenty three passes and forty rushes in that game, and it was one of the most complete games we played on offense. So totally agree. Get back to using that offensive line. Yeah, and and Braden Smith is huge in that too. He, he's he's always been good. Uh, in the run game, we, we've we've been legal there in general uh, with a fully healthy uh, offensive line. Obviously, it's something that Quentin Nelson excels at with, with pulling the guard and just creating those run lanes. But Braden Smith's a big part of that. Ryan Kelly, obviously, a big part of that. So having all these guys healthy is is I agree. You hit the nail on the head. It's huge for our run game. Uh, as talented as Taylor and Moss are, without those lanes open and without those guys getting the blocks and making those holes for them and helping them get to the second level all that talent is for nothing because they're just going to run against the D-line every play, right? So having that O-line healthy is huge for us. <clears throat> Absolutely. And uh, just like Chris uh, Chris Kaiser is saying here, the rookie QB, he was bound for a mistake, and he made three of them, three costly ones. Um, and then I wouldn't say it's far off from Mac Jones because when you got a bad team, you're also bound to make mistakes. And that's what this Patriots team is. This is not the Patriots of old. Yes, they do have Bill Belichick, but – this is a team that we are fully capable of and should yeah. be capable of, of taking advantage of. So um, that's another reason why I say, you know, I, I, I'd rather have us have be some more optimistic than pessimistic in the situation um, because just like uh, we, we talked about before, I don't think any team is a gimme. Obviously, this is the NFL. Anybody can come out and beat you. We saw, um, what was it? But most people will say us beating Baltimore, yeah. you know? Most people will say uh, um, Denver um, beating uh, the, the, the Patriots beating uh, the Bills. So the Patriots beating the Bills. So Broncos beating um, the Chiefs. No game. Any given game. Sunday. Any exactly. given Sunday, anybody can win. But exactly. anybody if, if anybody can win. But if you are a good team, yeah. the difference is you consistently beat teams you're supposed to beat. That's the yeah. difference in the NFL. 
Yeah, you'll you'll have those one-off games because it, it is the freaking NFL. Everyone on that on that field has been like the best from their hometown, their high school, their college, so on and so forth. Like these are the best of the best. Make no mistake about it. It's it's NFL. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, if you're a team that's expecting to be on the playoff race, and right now it looks like we could be in that race as long as we take care of business in Munich, Germany, I believe tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we we're fully in that race. So yeah, we we need to come out firing tomorrow and just roll these guys over. They're they're a team that should be their season over with already. So it would make, I think every Colts fan just absolutely giddy with joy. If we just uh, go ahead and roll them over and finish their season for them. Got to, got to it. I, I think, <laughs> you know, it kind of sucks, you know, when you're like, when you're like a fan of a team that you hate, cause you never want to see somebody get fired. If you're, if you're not like a completely crappy person or whatnot, but like, yeah, I can't totally say that I wouldn't be absolutely ecstatic if we were the team that got Bill Belichick in and just pretty much shut down the Patriot dynasty as a whole and sent them to be one of these yeah. teams where you're searching for a coach, you're searching for a quarterback. Yeah. Welcome to the gutter good. with the rest of us. Man, I just – It's just I, fitting, man. It's fitting if Bill's story comes to an end against us. I don't – it's just – it'd be perfect, all right? He caused us so much heartbreak, so much pain over the years – Beat the crap out of us. Couldn't tell you how many times, all right? S- stopped Andrew Luck from getting to a Super Bowl, all right? I'll never forget that. Oh, Shout man. out uh, Deflate Gate. Uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's a long time coming. So if we can go ahead and just step on their neck tomorrow, roll them over, I would love to see 63 to nothing. <laughs> just anything along those lines, get them out of there and the dynasty for good so you don't even have to – Worry about the boogeyman in the closet, Bill Belichick, figuring it out and creating another dynasty. Just get him out of there. I'm all for it. Let's shut him down. Exactly. Exactly. I'd love to be the one. So. Wait, I, th- I thought we were going to be with Frank Wright this past week. I wasn't really too excited about that one. Yeah, um, that, that I, would kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was going to be the end, but, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really have too much, too much uh, empathy for the Patriots, man. You guys got six Super Bowls. In the yeah, last. you'll be all right. You can suck for a little while. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Like I, I don't. That's why I just don't get it. Like, yeah, yeah. you guys, you guys got this standard that you want to act like you're holding to. But guess what? When it comes to the real world, everybody gonna suck at some point. It's just your turn, yeah. dude. At the end of the day, like the Colts are a very successful franchise in the NFL, and we have one Super Bowl in 2006. You know, I, I was, I was seven years old. The last time our team held the trophy. Now I'm a grown ass man in the army, freaking been deployed twice. Like I, I've, I've gone through a whole life of things, and we still haven't won another one. So I don't want to hear it for the Patriots right now. They've got six. All right, they can go through every other year and look at their Super Bowl highlights. So no, I, I have zero empathy for them. I'm God glad they damn, suck right Trinity now. Was a baby. I was young, man. I was young. 99 baby, bro. Yeah, man. You got me feeling old. I was like 12, 13. Man, you know time. what? The, the, the Colts need to give us uh, another Super Bowl run that we can remember because I'll tell you what, I'd be lying if I sat here and told you I remember anything about beating the Bears in 06. I don't. Man, I'll tell you what, though. Like, I, I really feel like if 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 AR can stay healthy, oh, 
Um, I can tell you what now, though, from what I see from Anthony Richardson, if this guy can stay healthy, it won't be long before we can get back. I noticed, I noticed AFC um, is a treacherous territory and our division already looks like something, but I honestly think that we can get there if he stay healthy. We can continue to build this team. Chris Ballard been bringing in some talent. I think I think we can I think we can get it going. But it, it starts with tomorrow. You know what's ironic too is actually like when the schedule came out, and I, I don't remember if we talked about it on that episode way back when in the summertime, but I know personally I looked at the Patriots and I circled that as a loss. Reason being Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks. So ironically even though it sucks that Richardson's out, obviously, and, and we don't get to see our franchise quarterback, it, it, nothing about that is good, right? However, it does make me wonder if we have a better chance of winning strictly because Bill Belichick has been, for some reason, so good against rookie quarterbacks through his entire career that now having a vet back there, it's like, hey, we might actually, this might be the one game I can say that where Gardner might be the better choice over AR. But obviously, I want AR back, man. Don't get me wrong at all. I, I want that dude back there slinging it, so... Can't wait for next year to see him again. Totally feel where you're coming from, and I actually had that same same thought process myself. Bill Belichick just typically doesn't lose against rookies, so I was kind of thinking the same thing to myself. Um, but as this season kind of went on, and uh, you kind of seen how things started shaking out, yeah. if we had AR, I, I, I think this team steamroll them. Steamroll them. Terrifying for uh, New England. Um, so personally. I just I, – I do agree, like, from the start, you know, thinking you have a – Yeah. Kind of, but once we saw – like, we saw what AR had, and he was not this raw prospect that they were selling us. Like, that dude is sharp. He's ready yeah, so, to go. And that's what I'm saying. So, even me being yeah. a Gators fan and watching Anthony Richardson for a full year, you know, it was kind of still like, what is he going to be in the NFL? Yeah. He's, he's got this. He's got that. It's like – I kind of I want to see, yeah. And within two, you games, never know how within, that transition will go. Exactly, and with two within two games, I knew. Yeah. Like within two games, I knew. I, I knew he's our guy. Yeah. Uh, we were set from there. Um, so it's just one of those situations where it's just like we just got to keep him healthy. Um, I think this can be a long run. Oh, Dude, it's it, it, a long run for us um, to keep just you know building this team getting this thing back to where we should be. He just gives us an element that just, we just, it's just different. It's just different. And it's not even like, it's not even like a, a Josh Allen type feel. Like he's more cerebral than yeah. I even thought being as a passer. And like maybe his percentages don't necessarily say it, but I'm like, you watching this guy, he's giving you two touchdowns quickly. Yeah. I mean, like quickly. Dude, yeah. my, my only critique, I think, through through the few games that we got to see him, other than obviously just like taking hits, and it's like, hey, come on, man, your biggest shit, you gotta be able to take that hit. Uh, he he had like a couple overthrows, but that's like rookie shit. You know what I mean? Like that that's something that you expect from a rookie. Not worried at all. I, I think if anything, the fact that this guy is gonna be rehabbing his shoulder and obviously throwing a lot as he gets healthy again, I think we're gonna see a, a level of Anthony Richardson next year that people are not ready for. So if anything, Colts fans, be encouraged because the fact that we're four and five right now with our backup quarterback, which granted Gardner is a high-end backup quarterback, but he's still a freaking backup, right? He's not a franchise quarterback. We have a franchise quarterback who's in rehab right now. So if anything, be encouraged that uh, 
we're all the way in it, man. We are we are still in a playoff race. Uh, was it week ten now? Uh, you know, through midseason, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I I don't know what what more to say than that. Be encouraged. Like, it's easy to get frustrated when we drop these close games and we don't get everything done. But at the end of the day, we're all the way in it, and we don't have half of the playmakers that we need out there. So, we're on the right track. Yes, sir. Absolutely. As LSU gets the ball back, baby. Man, they they, they called it incomplete. That was a terrible call. I know. I I missed the replay. I couldn't tell for myself. That that, that ref needs to be fired. He needs glasses. (laughs) He's a guy surgery. You got Jameis Winston out there calling her games. (laughs) Boy, can you see? Um, Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Just hit us for a 50-yard bomb. Malik Neighbors, man. I'll tell you what, that guy's going to be a superstar in the league. Um, but yeah, Sorry, man. Folks, it, we're getting sidetracked with our rivalry. Yeah, yeah, this game started. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so it's just one of those situations where I think that AR is going to come in. He could be even better. Um, as long as that, sur- that, that shoulder gets back right, um, it obviously was a successful surgery. He's joining the team back this week. Um, awesome. So just aw- awesome to see. That was actually Brian Thomas. Um, Oh, my bad. Yeah, it sure was. Um, but, yeah, so it was just one of those situations where, you know, you got your guy. You start building around your guy. You go out and get some top-tier receiver, cornerback, wherever you think this team needs to be building, headed in the next direction. Um, just can't wait to see when he comes back. But either way, I think Gardner Minshew should be able to take care of the Patriots on Sunday. We just need to come out, have yeah. our game plan ready, no turnovers, obviously, get things done. And I'll say too, man, I believe I said it last week or the week before. I don't remember when, but moving forward, right? If you look at the rest of our schedule, I think the Bengals are a tough opponent, obviously. Uh, I believe the Steelers are on there. That's that's a tough opponent. Uh, hit or miss, though, because you don't really know what to make of that offense. Mike Tomlin. Terrible, but Mike Tomlin. Just, like, just like Bill Belichick. Exactly. So, so again, and obviously historically, we do not have great success against the Steelers. So you circle that one is like, hey, that's probably a tough matchup. But beyond those two teams, it is a very, very winnable schedule. So if anything, Coach fans, be, be fully expecting to be in this race as long as we take care of business tomorrow. The, 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 the road is paved for us. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of winnable games coming up on our schedule, especially coming off a of bye week, getting all our guys healthy. Obviously, we've had a couple frustrating games in the recent weeks, but I think now is the time to get excited for Colts fans because uh, we might be heating up here soon, man. We might go on a run here. That's my prediction. Third easiest remaining schedule uh, left, and that's touchdown. That's LSU. Yes, sir. Um, third, third easiest remaining schedule left. So we we got to see the bright side of it, man. Got to got to look at that and what we got. And just like Trevor's naming them off, I mean, outside of Pittsburgh and and, um, and the Bengals. It really it's a, ain't it's a lot of just snow so teams. It, yeah. It's 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 right in our alley, right where we need um to be able to get some momentum going and then get AR back next year. Yes, sir. Um but what do you got, Trev? Let's go with keys of the game, man. What what are you looking for in this matchup? Ooh. What are your three keys for the Indianapolis Colts to get this win in this game? Keys of the game, uh man, it's a little bit similar to what I said about the New Orleans game, where I, I want to frustrate that offense early. Because anytime you see a team that has had these issues over the year and that they're constantly trying new stuff, they're constantly trying to figure it out offensively, if you can just get behind that O-line 
and get that quarterback's jersey dirty three or four times, even in the first half, or just constantly pressure him and get in his face and yell and talk shit to him and just frustrate everybody on that team, it's going to go downhill for him. So, so my key is pressure early, uh, force three and outs, force sacks, but but defensively, just pressure early, early, early. Like we we have to start this. Ideally, I'd like to see a donut at halftime, but I understand they might get three or whatever. But I I don't think we can let up a touchdown in the first half. I, I think we got to just smoke them defensively. Uh, offensively, my key would be, even though I said earlier, having those cornerbacks out doesn't mean that we uh, that we're just gonna have a great game throwing the ball uh i think just clean passing if that makes sense like not like dave says here limit turnovers <laughs> forget limit how about no turnovers uh can't have it man uh, i i would look at michael pittman to have a really big game tomorrow that'd be, that'd be my key offensively it just just feels right i don't know why but michael pittman all the way yeah my three keys to the game um so it's going to be pretty close to what Dave's here, but I want to say a little bit of opposite. So um, number one for me is going to be establish the run. I think um, I think that needs to be a pretty big thing for us because of the fact that I don't want us to, I, I don't want us to, and I don't feel we can be one dimensional and try and beat this team passing the ball completely. So that's number one, establish the run. Number two is going to be create turnovers. I think yeah. in this game, um, we, need to, we need to give our offense some short fills against this team. Mac Jones is not the best passer. Um, and then he also um, doesn't have the best O-line. So th- this is situations where we can jump some routes on some bad receivers, some not very good receivers. Um, our defense should have the advantage and a terrible offensive line. This offensive line is not playing very good right now. I know we've played some bad offensive lines like New Orleans and like the Rams. that had, We're coming off some bad games and we didn't take advantage, but we have to. We have to keep what we did last week, just like Dave is saying here, pressure Mac with four. We need to keep create that same pressure we had with four last week, put the pressure on Mac Jones again um, and force some turnovers. And then number three for me is going to be force Mac Jones to beat you. Yeah. Like he, he should not be able to beat you. This is the same type of situation where we thought we could take advantage of Derek Carr with um, – but the situation there is we just – we let um, – Rashim Shahid yeah. kill us. Um, we need to force Mac Jones to beat us, and that will easily force us to uh, to get some turnovers. So that that would be my four: establish the run, create turnovers, and force Mac Jones to beat us. Those would and, be my, those would be my three. Um, Dave had on here: pressure Mac with four, stop New England run, limit turnovers. That's going to be another one too. In there, stop New England run. And, and I, lo- I love how you said that, too, because it makes me think like early in the year, right? We were talking a lot about this front seven, this front seven being one of the best, if not the best in football. And oh. in the past the past couple of weeks, the past couple of weeks, as good as they are, they have not gotten that same pressure. Right. They have not we still been, still been good against the run. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not burning my guys still been good against the run. But we haven't got the same pressure that we saw early in the year. Where we were like, yo, these guys are next level. Right. So if anything, I, I agree completely. I want to see that tomorrow. And where we failed, where we failed at that against New Orleans, because that's been kind of like the, the highlight game for us this year in my mind of like we should have got it done and we didn't, right? So that, that's that's been the spotlight game for me uh, in my mind. Yep. Where, where we didn't get it done against them is we didn't get that pressure and it allowed him to take these deep shots knowing we don't have the bodies back there in the secondary. We don't have the coverage 
and those outside corners. They're, they're not, they're, they're traffic cones. Like I, I hate to go against my guys, but we do not have the corners. We all know that. Right. So we have to get that pressure early. We have to force them to think they do not have time to make those throws because if we let them make those throws, Tony Brown's going to give up a, a big play. It's going to happen. Sorry about it. But if we get in his face early, we force them to, to realize, hey, we don't have time for these deep shots. If we want to try to take them, we can't. So we get, we have to run the ball. We have to do whatever else. That's not going to work against us anyways because our front seven is built to stop that shit. But, yeah, pre- pressure early is so key because we, we got to light these guys up uh, before they start <laughs> taking these deep shots. Otherwise, I do. I do want to say that we 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 got Darrell Baker Jr., so it won't be it shouldn't be Tony Brown, um, but I do want to say just like we don't have the secondary outside of Jalen Jones, who I think has been very underrated. He played well. He My played well. Been a dog. He's been a yeah. dog since he came. Six in. round pick, I think. Six round, uh, seventh round pick, and he's balling. Fifth or six. Fifth or six. I can't. It was a, it was a day three pick, but he's played well out of exactly. out of uh, Texas A and M. He's been a dog. Um, but just like we will have to use Darrell Baker Jr. in New England doesn't have the receivers. So, if anybody totally can, totally <laughs> like, uh, they're 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 the receivers that they do have that you were looking forward to facing and thinking maybe this guy can have a big day. He's hurt, right? Um, can't remember his name right off the top of my head just because they're not really big name guys. And it's been a long week for me. <laughs> I know why do you they, they got like um, Juju so, and who else? You know, Juju is Juju is also hurt uh, if I'm oh. remembering correctly. So they literally have they just have just like us. A bunch of undrafted guys um, that 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 they have to run as well, so they don't have the receivers, and this is why I'm saying force Mac Jones to beat you um, and go from there. So he so he shouldn't be able to do it. He doesn't have the receivers to do it. This should be a, a complete game that we should be able to take advantage of, even if this game has to come down to be like. 12 to 8 for all I care. Like it just it just shouldn't be a game where we should let New England get anything offensively. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, you get me hyped up, man. Cause in my mind, I'm like, this is probably gonna be a closed game because of new because just who Bill Belichick is. But you know what? Like might not <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm but not I don't man, be overconfident. I'm, yeah, you know? no, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from because it's kind of that thing where we always get humbled back down to earth yeah. anytime that we think that the Colts can be um can do something good or over the and top do what and we should do <laughs> and then something happens and so yeah. it's one of those situations where I like I just look at this team and I'm telling you like on tape they're not good on, on, on statistically they're not, not good, good. <laughs> name on wise paper, uh, yeah on paper good. they're not good like this is uh, unless we just completely come in sleepwalking this yeah. Is a game like it's I, on I, us, it's like it's on us to lose this game, yeah. which we should not do. So, I don't want to get any cold fans too hyped just because, obviously, like I said, this is the NFL and anything can happen. But this is just one of those games that if we just come with this much preparation and like ready to play, like we should be able to take care of them pretty mightily. And if we come with our full game ready to play, we should we should dominate yeah. from from. Every single point. I, I don't see a point where they're better. Yeah, red zone should not be showing this game by halftime because usually they stop showing the games that are blowouts. You know what I mean? So hopefully Scott Hansen is not talking about us after like the second, third quarter because we should be up by so much they shouldn't even care about it. As <laughs> that was the first down. Yeah, that was the first we, we needed that or the game was yeah, over. Was it, was, it. It, was, it, was, it was over if we didn't get that. Well, DeMarco, what you got for our final score um, predictions for tomorrow? So, uh, 
I'm going final score prediction. I kind of like where Chris Kaiser was going. Um, obviously, I, I do want to actually, before I say this, I want to give a shout out to my guys at Horseshoe uh, Horseshoe Mob. Um, who is that? That's Chris Jackson. I hate, I'm saying your name wrong. I apologize, but I do believe it's Chris Jackson. Um, um, my guy, uh, Josh Senior. Shout out, um, shout out. And then uh, who was that? Who was the last one? Uh, ah, geez, I'm blanking on his name right now. I'm terrible with names. Hate to forget your name, but Horseshoe Mob is the page. Um, they came out. They made their predictions, and all of them had us holding the Panthers under 20, <laughs> and we give up 20 to everybody, so shout out to them. Go check them um, out. But, uh, yeah, shout out to them. They got a podcast. I believe it comes on every Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, shout out to them. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna keep that trend and go the same thing. But this time I'm going to go 31 to 13 Ooh, Colts. I like it. I, I like feel it like we should come ready to play. I think we dominate 31-13 Colts. I like it a lot. I, I'm going to go a little bit more conservative. I'm going to say 27 to like – I'll say 27-14. But, that again, that doesn't even feel right because I don't know if they can get two touchdowns. So maybe like 13 because they probably get some field goals. But – uh yeah, I, I, I like that. I think I think I think for sure we beat them by two touchdowns. Um, or at least again, we should beat them by two touchdowns. I hate saying for sure because every time <laughs> I say for sure, I feel like my boys let me down. But just looking at this game uh analytically and just understanding how it should go uh any given Sunday, obviously, but we we should beat these guys by two touchdowns. I'm gonna say 27-13 final score prediction. Yeah, I'm thinking even even a conservative game should be 18 to 12 Colts. I mean, yeah. I, I just even if it's like an ugly defensive game. Yeah, you know. like I just I just think that that's where this where 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 both teams are trending. Either way, time yeah. Right either way, I just I I cannot see the New England Patriots scoring two touchdowns on us. I can't see it. The only way I, I'll say this: the only way I can see it is if we don't do what I was talking about earlier, where we we get pressure early. And we allow them to take these deep shots because that is the one spot that 100% the Colts can be exploited. So if we let them take deep shots early and they get them, then we're in trouble. Then it's all of a sudden like, what are we going to do about this, you know? So yeah, the one, that, that's the one the person only I will give a shout out to on that team is Ramondre Stevenson because he, 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 he's he been a guy that's been kind of lethal and whatnot and been, been, been a player for them still. Um I do hate to wish that because I got him in, in two fantasy leagues. So I hope yeah. he get a touchdown just to give me a little something. <laughs> he, can like said, he can be their one. He can be their one. 31 to 13, my prediction. We got another prediction in here. He's uh I'm not gonna try and pronounce your name because I don't want to sound completely retarded. Um, but he's going uh 23 to 13 Patriots. So um don't know if you're a Patriots fan and whatnot, but holding the May, maybe I'll Madden, I guess. And, Getting that, I mean, I hope you don't put any money on that one, but uh, yeah, me shout out to you if you're right. I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Just yeah, if if you're gonna bet that on DraftKings or FanDuel, uh, instead I can post my Cash App. You can just send the money to me. Either way, you're gonna lose it. So let's just do it that way. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <coughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I, I see, I see a handily coach victory, but I just, I don't want to be too overconfident because. Anyone that regularly watched this watch this show knows I came in so overconfident for the Saints game because I just felt like we were on the right trend. They were on the wrong trend. We should roll them over, and none of that happened. So 
again, any given I, Sunday, but <laughs> again, I, I thought our defense was gonna play so much better that game. That was the I think that was the most disappointing part for me. Yeah, it's like you didn't expect the defense to give up those big plays. I mean, maybe chunks at a time, but the, but, not the, all but, the but the but the wide open touchdowns is the part that was like, no way. But but <laughs> like, again, right? And just coming back to the theme of this episode of did we overreact? I I believe we overreacted a little bit to that loss, as disappointing as it was. And I said before, it was kind of like the spotlight game of the year because it was like, hey, I believe I said before the game, hey, this is our test, right? This is where we see where we're at as a team and we didn't get the job done. So now we have a chance to get back to 500, set the season back on track and go from there into the bye week on an upward trend. Uh, so it's time, man. It's time to fix that mistake and uh, get back. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so it looks like Matt didn't make it on here with us, um, but we're going to call this one an episode. So For shout sure. out to everybody who came through. Appreciate all of you guys. Um, you know, hopefully we can pull this out and get a win. But shout out to everybody who came through. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Trey, for waiting around. Yes, sir. And uh, we uh, catch you guys as we do every Saturday with another episode of Kicking with the Crew. Appreciate all of y'all. And as always. Hey, and uh, wait, just once again, real quick, I want to say happy Veterans mm-hmm. Day to all who serve. Can't appreciate you enough, man. You all are heroes to me. That's why I joined myself. And I, I don't remember if we said in the morning, but shout out ZTV for broadcasting us every week, man. We love working with you guys. Appreciate it. Shout out ZTV. Shout out to Coach kicking with the crew. Appreciate all the vets out there. Shout yes, out sir. to you, Trev. Appreciate you, my brother. And as always, go Colts. Go Colts. Second down, he fakes the Taylor. Fires over the middle, completes. Pittman, Pittman.